Episode 37, AI Wins an Award. Hi, everybody. This is Ryan and Ben, and today we have a jam-packed episode of news stories for you. We are going to be touching on AI winning its first competition, a Stanford student created a neat app that lets you chat with your health, and a little bit of prompt help. As always, we try to catch you up on all the AI news in 10 minutes. So buckle up. Here we go. Ryan, hit us with some news. Absolutely. So as always, the chat GPT thread on Reddit is now at a million two hundred thousand and ten. Um, Chegg Incorporated, a leading U.S. educational software provider, is integrating ChatGPT's GPT-4 with its own database of quiz answers to help develop Chegmate, a personalized study assistant for students. Uh, Elon Musk has announced he's created his own generative AI called TruthGPT. He says its purpose is to maximize or to be a maximum truth-seeking AI that tries to understand the nature of the universe. Uh, as well as Adobe adds Firefly to video editing. And that ed- what this does is it edits videos using simple text commands. And unlike other AI image generation tools, Firefly uses Adobe's own stock images, ensuring it won't infringe on other creators' existing works. To be honest, it sounds like they're a little ahead of the game there, so that'll be really interesting to see. And finally, ChatGPT has was featured in an NBA commercial that was also featured that also featured Jack Harlow, and so it's safe to say. Pretty mainstream right now. Ben, why don't you get hit us with the first topic? All right. AI wins a photography competition. You might have seen this. You might have not. But here we go. A Berlin-based artist named Boris Eldigson, I hope I'm saying that right, has declined an award from the Sony World Photography Awards after admitting that his winning submission was generated by AI. He applied to the competition to test if it was ready for AI-generated images the competition that being, um, and his actions were not meant to cause trouble, but rather to initiate a vital conversation. So Eldixson hopes that his actions will lead to separate competitions for AI-generated images and spark conversations about the differences between photography and AI-generated images. So he kind of wants a separate category, if you will. So although organizers were aware of some AI involvement, they claimed that they had been, quote, deliberate, Uh, there had been deliberate attempts to deceive them. So Eldixson believes that AI-generated images should not compete with photography in the same category, which I would tend to agree with. Um, Something that is interesting is that the awards had the highest number of entries in its 16-year history, with over 415,000 images entered this year, and more than 180,000 of them eligible for the professional categories. So one has to wonder if even more of them were AI-generated, but it just happened to be this person, Boris, who won, and therefore it was, you know, he was able, he was admitting it, and that was, you know, he was kind of doing this as a, a way to raise awareness, if you will. So that's something that I, I kind of think there has to be more than that. Also, 415,000 images has to be very difficult to judge. I, I, I don't know how many people are used for that. But Good, that has yes. that is an insane number, way more than I thought it would be. So, but here we go, Ryan. Hit us with the hit us what you got there with prompts. Yes. So instead of a news item today, I thought I'd run over a helpful prompt I saw recently. Uh, if you're anything like me, I feel like I'm not utilizing ChatGPT or Bard or honestly whatever you're using right now to its full fullest potential. And typically, when I do use ChatGPT or Bard in a prompt and have it fixed, I type typically do you know you type something in step one and done right? And you're finished. But what about those issues that need more prompting? Now, I'm sure a lot of you are doing this, but those of you that aren't, take a listen. 
So recently, a lawyer by the Twitter handle SMB underscore attorney was given out a prompt for a problem with a tenant not paying rent. Now, you could go the traditional route of just hiring a lawyer or spending hours Googling with ads everywhere, but let's not forget about your good old friend AI. So you can take a look at the full example as we'll tag him on Twitter and LinkedIn, but he laid it out so well, I, I, I had to talk about this. So this is what he did. He wrote issue, then he said his issue was, can I withhold my tenant's possessions and sell them back to recoup the rent? The facts. So he had issue facts, rules, and objective. The second one was facts. I own a storage facility. One of the customers is behind on rent and owes 750 bucks. They sent us a domain letter and want their possessions. The rules, I'm located in Broomfield, Colorado. And then finally, the objective, which is we would like to withhold and sell their possessions to recoup back the rent. Now, what's interesting is trying to Google that, and you'll get a ton of different answers. But with GPT, he was able to figure it out and even send a written notice to the customer as well through GPT. Again, it wasn't just type in and get answers, but if you're really able to walk through a tough process like that with clear issue, facts, rules, and objectives, it can really help you out. Now, a great quote from him that he said at the very end of his Twitter thread was, ChatGPT's analysis here is far from perfect and a little light on a technical legal requirements, but it certainly seems like it might be adequate for this simple low-dollar use case. So my plug for y'all is to try tougher prompts with Barter Chat instead of just Googling things. I'm sure you'll be surprised with the results. Now, a lot of you already know this, and trust me, I know many of you are smarter than me and have already gotten your hands really dirty with this stuff. But if you take one small thing from what I said here and use it in your prompts, that's a win. Anyway, very cool use case here with multiple steps. And just don't forget, issue, facts, rules, and objective. Ben, what you got? what do you got next? And I, I think that one thing that I take from that is that it's it's using AI as a companion to solve a problem. A lot of people think that it's a miracle worker, which it seems miraculous in how it comes up with stuff, but they think it's a miracle worker. I just type in minimal things and it goes out and figures it out for me. But he's kind of, if you look go through this, he's kind of having a back and forth with the AI um, and he, he has a little bit of knowledge himself. So in some common sense goes a long way in life and in AI. And he's using that to back and forth until he kind of narrows down what it was. So I think a lot of people are disappointed in the first answer they might get. But if you keep grooming a little bit, I think you can kind of parse out what you're actually wanting to get out of the, you know, out of your conversation. So I think what I take from it is it kind of goes back to what we've been saying and everybody's really been saying is that AI is not taking your job. The people that use AI are going to take your job because, and that doesn't go for all industries, but AI can help you in ways that are unbelievable, but it probably still takes some effort on your part. Yeah. And and a final note here too, is that example I gave you is only his first example. He gives three different edits to what he had said because he was like, I don't think it really fully understood what I was trying to come by. So again, it takes a little bit of legwork. Again, like Ben said, it's not a a miracle worker, but when you do dig into it, it can really help you out. Yeah. All right. The last thing we got here is Health GPT. A Stanford student named Varun, man, I'm terrible with names. I think it's Varun Shanoi. Uh, created an app called Health GPT that he says is connecting GPT to the personal health data on his iPhone, basically allowing you to converse with the personal health data that is already compiled on your phone. So his examples, uh, his example questions in his Twitter post included, uh, my leg is cramping, what could be causing this? Um, I'm training for a half marathon. How can you come up with a training plan given my current activity? And what was my last cholesterol level? Is it too high or too low? 
Um, at present, it can only retrieve the past two weeks worth of selected health data categories, such as step count, exercise duration, active in- energy expenditure, and sleep. Right now, this, so I think it's really cool. I think what he's doing is cool, but right now, this is a little bit of my opinion. It seems like a little bit more than a cool proof of concept, and it's probably not like this app itself, probably not going to change your life, but I think it's cool to see people innovate in real time and fit AI into places that I had not thought of before. Um, we have a link to this in our uh, a link to his tweet in our demo and his demo video um, on our website as well as our Twitter Twitter post for this episode, so you can kind of see it. I think that probably lays it out a little bit better than I can verbally. Um, but I think it's I think it's really cool, and I think that it's probably just a small sample size of using data that already exists and then conversing with it and parsing out more than it would if it was just data. I think that's where AI is really coming, going to come into play in a, in a large portion of your life. So yeah, I, and, and and something else on that too, that with the training for a half marathon, I, I kind of did that because I was training for a half marathon. I used a training plan from uh, GPT itself, and it 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 was good, but it definitely took some more legwork to input and go, okay, hey, like that actually isn't what I was looking at. Also, here's my what I'm doing right now. Like I'm not really ready to be running. Sometimes it can be too just mathematical, you know, yeah. just like, hey, add a mile every week. And it's like, well, I, I don't know if that's really how it's supposed to be going. So, yeah. So I think it's cool. I think this is, it kind of went viral on Twitter. So I am liking that he's getting this exposure and he did it as an open, he open sourced the code. So I think it's cool that he did that. And I'm glad that he's getting good exposure, but I think it's probably more of a proof of concept and it's going to get him hired somewhere. Uh, But anyways, that's kind of where I think we're at right now. So Ryan, why don't you take us out? Absolutely. Thank you guys for giving us a listen. Don't forget about at Midjourney Wednesday. This Wednesday, our, our, or this week, our word is a new world in the Dune universe like Arrakis, but a different feature than sand. Rate and review and subscribe to this podcast so you won't miss our two new episodes every week on Monday and Thursdays. Give us a follow on LinkedIn and Twitter at ChatGPTReport. And check out our website, thechatgptreport.com. Please send us an email at thechatgptreport at gmail.com. Have a great Thursday, have a fantastic weekend, and we'll see you on Monday.